All right, we're recording. Are those recording? A long time ago. All right. I didn't catch that audio, though. English must be a really hard language for people, like for immigrants that didn't learn English as a second language in their home country. It's a really difficult, like knob spelled with a K. It's a very difficult language. And so many. Anyways, welcome to episode 60 of KT Confidential. We're your hosts. This is my wonderful neighbor, colleague, and business partner. Welcome to. 2020, Mr. Adrian Trot. Thank you, Mr. Ariel Cormendi. Uh, welcome. This is our first uh, podcast for 2020. It's, I'm it's excited for the podcast deal. this year. We're going to elevate it. we got some great guests lined up for 2020. And uh, we've got a couple new additions to the KT team this month. So uh, lots of... And big goals. Big, I'm, big, I'm always excited this time of year because, you, you know, we put our... We forecast, we put our goals in writing, and it gives you something to look forward to and strive for. You know and what's that's funny? What I, go ahead. So we're big on, on that goal planning, budgeting, targets. Big on targets, always have been. Yeah. From when we started in the business, in fact, if I look back to our first business plan, it was probably about 10 years ago that we sat down and we worked on it. I think we did a five-year plan at the we, very beginning. We did a five-year plan in the very beginning. We haven't done that, actually, no, we for should. a while, and we should. And if I look back at that... To a T. Almost to a T every year uh, for achieving those targets and, and being, like, realistic, but, tar- like, targets that are not easily reached no so um yeah i'm excited i'm excited actually for this decade um maybe we can chat a bit about that what was your biggest like if you think what happened to us in the last 10 years uh it's pretty crazy from it goes so fast spouses and and children and yeah it goes homes investments business employees yeah we will have been in our houses for almost well 10 years this year no No, 10 years nine years this year yeah right so anyways time goes fast so welcome to 2020 and um that's kind of what i wanted to talk a bit about today yes because a lot of people set either resolutions or you know start coming up with new ideas I'm not a big fan of the stereotypical resolution. I don't like labeling it that way. Yeah. Because I, I hate resolutions. Right. Stop setting resolutions. Right. And, and and why 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 are you waiting for one specific time or day throughout the year to benchmark yourself or right. set set benchmarks? Why aren't you doing it throughout the year? Right. Like if you go to a gym right now, it is packed. But if you wait only for the next 30 days, bro. Right. You wait one month and it's cleared out that's why i don't except those people are still paying membership fees for years to come and that's why i don't set myself up for failure because i know after 30 days i would not be continuing to go i mean i just stay fat new well new year's resolutions and that in itself is not a it's a good thing absolutely it's a good thing you know if you choose to wait till january 1st to implement it whatever it's the the biggest thing is what are you doing about it and most people don't have the discipline or the know-how or, you know, they don't 
most people probably don't know how to follow through with their goals. Or they do, but they don't really practice it properly. So like for us, writing down our goals, keeping them in front of us, living by it every day, reminding yourself regularly, having somebody hold you accountable. There's so many things they need to do. So here's what I want to talk about, because a lot of people have that ambition in the new year to save more money or make mm. more. Net proceeds being more, okay? Yeah. And I was at a friend's house who was kind of talking about that. You know, we're talking about next year and, oh, yeah, I want to I wanna get this and I want to put some money aside for this and that and whatever. And I'm looking around in his house and we're, we're chatting about things, you know, 300 channels on cable. I don't know how much he's paying for it, Bell right. or Kojiko, whatever it is, a couple hundred bucks a month. Probably. Do you really need all those channels? Right. Well, especially now with all these streaming services, that's the easiest way to cut back. Like well, something like. You want to save money. Yeah. That's, that's an easy, easy fix. Cut back, right? Yeah. Cut back on the things. So we talked about this last week. Um, I made a few phone calls over the course of a couple of days because that's one of my goals for 2020 is to lower my recurring monthly expenses. Right. I don't care if I go and I, I want to splurge and buy a new quilt or buy a... Such a random thing to say. <laughs> we bought the boys a couple of quilts, so... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pottery bar, $900 quilt. Oh my goodness. Um, anyway, so you you splurge on those things, right? Or if you're you're in a mall and you want to get um, a booster juice, sometimes you, you splurge on on those things. But those are easy things to, to cut out. Uh, like, did I need to stop and get a booster juice this morning? No. But I was thirsty as hell, and I and it's part of my monthly allocated budget right. that I set for myself. So that five dollars and sixty five cents that I spent on this this morning um, is not a regular thing, right? Um, so you look at your recurring monthly expenses. Get those cut out. Like, well, I think about just think about this. Okay. Hundred, you can you can easily save the average person I believe can easily save a hundred dollars a month without a problem at all uh, on recurring monthly expenses, whether it's yeah. cell phone, cable, uh, car insurance, shop around car, car insurance, insurance uh, any of those kind of things. Even and it, sometimes even, even hydro and sometimes gas. even without sacrificing. Like if you call your cable company and say you want to cancel or call your uh, cell phone company and say, I can't afford it anymore. I need to cancel and go with Fido or Kudo or whoever the cheaper alternatives are. They will work out a better plan for you. And sometimes even give you extra services. Like if you haven't changed your plan in 12 months, there's probably a cheaper plan now with more features that people are subscribing to that you just don't know about. Yep. So you could be getting more for less. Right. But so, that's what these companies bank on is you signing up and paying indefinitely. So here's my challenge to everybody in 2020 is to cut down those recurring monthly expenses. See where your money, the ability to know where your money is going is hugely important in wealth, in creating wealth. Okay. 
Uh, I use mint.com, you know that. Or mint. I do too. Not as um, much as you, but this year I'm going to. And I itemize all of my expenses. And once it tracks your um, habits and picks up those expenses on a regular basis. So as an example, booster juice for me is fast food. Right. Uh, whether you want to consider it, I, th I think it's categorized as fast food coffee. So this is my coffee as an example. Um, so at the end of the year, not only is it easy for accounting purposes. Um, well, let's backtrack for a second. For those who don't know what Mint is, because it's a very helpful tool and free. Yeah. Is there a, a paid version or is it just free? I don't even know. I think it's just free. I think so too. And I don't know how... They what, get ads because credit yes. card companies will see whatever. And if you want to apply for a mortgage or a right. credit card, you can do it right there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think they share any kind of information. No, no. no. But you'll get an ad from MPAC saying, apply for a mortgage with us or... CIBC's credit card, apply for a 0% 30-day... And some people are afraid. They're like, oh, I don't want to have my information in a third-party website or whatever. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you're shopping on Amazon, eBay, Wayfair... If you're buying in person, you scan a credit card, oh, somebody yeah. could access all that. You know how many uh, stories of people's credit card getting uh, fraudulent activities after going to a gas station? Yeah. So, and so Mint is owned by, is it Intuit? Yeah. In, is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. What else do they own? They're like um, McAfee, or not McAfee, like some virus scanner. Anyways, big organization, um, reputable company. They are so now. You, you yeah. Go, yeah, you go on, you register all your, whatever bank accounts and credit cards, all your trades that you want, and they access it and it updates, pulls all the information, all your banking records. It's easier to navigate than the bank websites themselves, I say. Yep. Um, Their app is excellent. Yeah. And then you can set up budgets and label things and assign yeah. tax, you know, some things for tax purposes. Yeah. And, and some of the banks, like the big banks, like RBC, they do have their financial tracker now, which yeah. is similar. Yeah. It's not as good. No. And this is pulling it in from all of your sources. Right. So if you have TD accounts, RBC accounts, BMO accounts, whatever, it's bringing everything in. You can put your assets in there. You can put your liabilities, your properties, you know, all of those things. Um, <clears throat> it's a great, great tool. And it really helps you zone in on what your monthly expenses are. And there's areas that you can cut back. So my challenge to everybody is start by finding how you can save $100 a month on your recurring expenses. Doesn't sound like a lot. But in five years, invested properly, that's going to probably be between eight and ten thousand dollars. Yep, just in five years. Now, if you do that and increase that hundred to lowering it to one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars a month overall, or save a hundred and make a hundred. Well, that's the other part of it, right? Is cut back your cable. Yeah. Invest that time in maybe selling some stuff around the house. Right. Or get a little side hustle going. You know, um, our family, we're really big on buying things from local vendors. So as an example, on New Year's, we had those little donuts. Yeah. Um, Natalie has um, a contact here in town that she specializes in 
and little mini donuts, makes them at home, packages them off nicely. And, um, you know, so you support local small businesses like that. Easy to start something like that at home. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Natalie did it with the uh, felt Christmas trees and she loved it, right? So she would actually be watching a movie on Netflix or whatever at 11 o'clock at night after the boys go to bed and cutting out all of the ornaments and the tree and all that stuff. And yeah. she enjoyed it and, and made, uh, you know, quite a bit of extra money uh, through the holiday season. So there's a lot of things people can and should be doing. So that, but that's my first challenge for everybody. Um, now, if you think about that, 100 bucks a month, that equates to roughly $25,000 on your mortgage. Yeah, it's huge. So just think about that. $100 a month on your cable? Would you pay an extra $25,000 for your house to get free cable? Right. I don't think so. No, not a chance. <laughs> right? So you got, yeah. but you got to think oh, about it. Oh, you put like it in that. perspective for sure. You got to think about <clears throat> it like that. And, and then even things like your utilities, hydro. Yeah. You know, using the hydro, we've talked about this before, using hydro in off-peak times. So Did what you are, know now the hydro costs have increased to a point where your peak times are double, double. Yes. than your off-peak times. So yeah. if it costs you a dollar to run your dishwasher, it costs you $2. Um, we do everything off-peak. Yeah. Some things mid-peak if we need to, like laundry or something, emergency. Yeah. To, but we always try to avoid... I got an email the other day that was interesting from Milton. I think it was you know, obviously Milton Hydro. And it said that my usage is higher than 90% of my neighbors. So Why do you was, think that is? Well, well Alicia, Alicia is, home all day. is home all day. So that's one thing. You know, but we talked about it and we said, well, let's make a conscious effort uh, to make sure the lights aren't on and stuff like that throughout the day. Because it's easy to run into, especially if it's a cloudy day, whatever, you run into a room, turn the light on. Then you go upstairs, you're there for a couple hours, lights on downstairs unnecessarily. Yep. Uh, so just being more aware of what's going on is very important. Maybe you should invest in putting some sensors into the, uh, yeah. on those lights. Yeah, like sensors. motion motion sensors. Motion sensors that yeah, are, that are timed. Yeah. That would help a lot. I'm thinking of doing Like that. bathrooms, powder rooms. Well, our, our ensuite light ends up on all the time because we're running in and out of it or the closet light. Yeah. And I'm th I'm saying this is ridiculous and there's no LED bulbs in them because I don't like LED bulbs in the bathrooms. I think the color is just brutal. You can get some nice ones now though. Now you can. Now you can if you find the right one. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to find them though and they're expensive still. Yeah. Like under the 3000k uh lights are are okay. Yeah. I don't know what these dim down to but these aren't too bad. 3 3000. Three. 3, so yeah. that's the warm white. That's, that's like the one of the <clears throat> warmest you can get. <clears throat> anyway, um, so that's my challenge for everybody. So we're Save a hundred bucks on like, the recurring month. KT. KT, save some fucking money. That's what. All right. We're going to hashtag <laughs> that. hundred bucks a month. So we're gonna, people are going to do this. So we want to help people stick to their New I Year's saved, resolution. I saved by making maybe four or five calls. Before the holidays. Yeah. Because that was my goal. Going into Christmas, going into the new year. Just cut back, cut back, cut back. And not because we needed to, but because it's excessive. You don't need it. 
it's it's money being wasted. So I called Bell. They actually improved the service on the internet. They gave me free satellite up at the cottage. Uh, we cut back the TV to the basic because we decided we wanted Disney Plus. Uh, and I said, well, if we're getting Disney Plus and we have Netflix, we really don't need... And Prime. And we have Prime because we're Prime, Amazon yeah. Prime uh, customers. Like that's so much content. So between those three and YouTube, really, you don't need cable. Mm -hmm. uh, and I subscribe to Sportsnet Ontario, so I get most of my sports uh, that way. So really, we didn't need cable, but I kept the basic plan. So you still have some of the on-demand and CBC and stuff yeah. like that, right? But it's 22 bucks a month versus 147 Jeez, that's huge. Yeah. And you know, I didn't have cable for years and years, but with the kids and when Nat was pregnant, um, you know, she wanted to watch stuff, understandable. But really that $120 or so a month savings. Yeah. And I don't miss it. She doesn't miss it. Um, then I called TELUS. Remember when we used to work in the auto industry and people were haggling over like two, $3 a month on a car payment? Right. When there's, and it's funny when you think about it, because there's so many other wasteful things people are spending money on. You know what? I'm going to bring a little Jew into the uh, podcast now that right. you mentioned that. Here's a tip for everybody. And you won't get away with it with us, but for the majority of things that you transact in your 2020. Ask for uh, a discount? Yes. What if you're buying a coffee at Starbucks? Okay, there's exceptions. <laughs> there are exceptions. Yeah. Um, but you purchase. I guarantee everybody listening today has or is going to make purchases in 2020 that you're paying too much for, that you could have got for less. Right. Whether it's a vehicle, maybe a home, clothing. Do people I, discount or ask for discounts at retail stores like that, clothing stores? I guess you could. Look, uh, depends where you shop. Right. Right. Uh, does it cost you anything to ask? No, of course. What does it cost you? I know what you're going to say. Some time. It costs yeah. you a little bit of time to go and ask for, for a, a discount of some kind. And your pride, perhaps. Uh, but, but, yeah, well, it depends. I mean, will your pride be in... Well, who cares? You're never going to see the person Being mortgage-free at the age of whatever... Or yeah. is your pride paying full price for something that you shouldn't have? Um, and, you know, it's sad that somebody like myself might buy something for $10 and somebody else <clears throat> might pay 15 for the same thing. Uh, that's the life we live in, though. Um, so don't be afraid to ask if that's the best price that somebody can do. Don't be afraid to ask if there's any discount available. Um, it will save you money throughout the year. Yeah. Services, you know, tell us, Bell, Kojiko, call them up. Oh, shop around. Shop around. There's a lot of options. And there's there. apps like the Honey app, which I found hasn't been as effective lately for some reason. But there are apps or um, like Ebates, things you can subscribe to so that when you are buying, 
you get some sort of incentive for doing it. Yeah, I like Ebates. It's it's better than, you see, I don't, I don't know. I debate with this sometimes because air miles, do you do you collect air miles? Well, I get, um, so you mean like the air miles, air miles, the blue card? Is that what I just asked? You well, I mean like, uh, yes, the answer is yes. I've never used them. I don't know how many I have, but every time I can swipe it, I swipe it. Right. But so I've never redeemed them. So I wasn't collecting them because I was, I don't know, I had this, and maybe Air Miles had that stigma of collecting information. And, you know, you see where... Here comes Heather and Whit. Welcome to the Whitney show. <laughs> uh, you know, they're collecting information and seeing your habits and where you're... Uh, I, don't, I mean, I, I get it. I can see why some people don't want that collected, but I don't, personally, I don't care. Well, now, your information and your and your savings and your spending and all that, it's it's being tracked anyway. Yeah. So just get with the times and, and give in to these programs that are actually benefiting you in some right. way. So Ebates, you spend some money, it gives you money back. It's, or if you are, you got to be careful with this, but if you are diligent and know how to use credit cards... Um, get something with a, a, a rebate of some sort or an incentive. Like I have the travel miles and I've got thousands of dollars. You should up. be paying for everything on your credit card. I agree. You should do every single transaction that you transact with your credit card Yeah. for two reasons. One, you're going to get some kind of points. You're going to get Avion points or whatever crap points, right? Yeah. Something. They're giving you something for just using the card. You have to make sure that you're paying it before the payment is due, your monthly payment. So during that statement date, just pay the full balance after you get your statement, and then you're not paying interest on it. So maybe you're paying a small annual fee, which a lot of financial institutions now are rebating if you've got other products with them. The other thing that it does is it tracks all of your it's easier to track. Right. So like with mint.com, it will download all that data. You can figure out and, what you're spending. But, it, but it's easy, you know, when even forgetting mint.com, like if you're, if you're doing all of your transactions on one card, not only are you building the points on that one card, which makes it valuable, but at a quick glance, you can see what you've spent in the last few days and where it's been spent. And you can also see if there's any fraudulent activity. So well, you're only keeping, <clears throat> I only, I have, I think, four credit cards. I only use one of them. Same. And it's good for, if, and you, I if pay you're. It. I pay it before any interest is charged. So it costs me nothing. If you don't have, or if you, if you have bad credit or no credit. You sound a, like one of those commercials. If you got bad credit, It's a no great credit, way. Come on down to Larry Joe Nancy's. It's a great way to improve or establish credit. But, and this all comes with an asterisk, if you're not disciplined to pay it off properly, do not use it. All goes to hell. If you don't pay that full balance by the time that statement date is up. Yeah, like you shouldn't be spending money you don't have. And some people use it for that purpose. A lot of cards are 19.99, 24.99% interest. Yeah. It's going to cost you... On a minimal balance, like I, I'll have to do the exact math, but the average Canadian, uh, I believe the number, I can't remember, but it was somewhere in the vicinity of just under $10,000 in credit card revolving debt. 
And um, uh, so, so your interest on yeah. that, you know, you're talking a couple hundred bucks a month. Just interest. And that's Just what interest. a lot of people are paying. And then they get into that, that, that cycle where they can't pay it down because now they can no longer afford more than the interest. If you're going to pay interest, pay it on a mortgage. Right. And even that, out of your mortgage payment, half of it is about half, about 45% of your mortgage payment is going to interest. So if you have an extra $100 a month that you just saved by cutting back your bell bill, throw it to your mortgage payment. Yeah. Pay well, down that mortgage faster. Yeah. Well, I, I pay a couple hundred bucks more than I'm supposed to bi-weekly. And every month they send me a revised uh, summary of the total interest paid over the term. And it's unbelievable how much you save over that term. It's crazy. Um, so 2020, uh, any new year's resolutions for yourself? Um, well, Don't set new year's resolutions, but you got any? Yeah, I've, I've goals. Um, and I've been slacking. I haven't really, I haven't really written them down yet, but the two that I'm going to work on our fitness, I'm going to get back into being healthier, uh, which I did really good with for the first six months of last year. Um, and I'm also going to budget. I've never, I've literally never, ever budgeted. I've always been very... Even me preaching about it all these years, you've still never done it. No, not officially. Like I've always been very frugal, so I don't really spend a lot. Um, you don't know if you spend a lot or not if you're not tracking and budgeting. Well, like I, I you're right. Then that's that's why I want to budget. Like I always know I've got my savings. I put money away, <clears throat> but I really don't know where I'm spending my money. So it'd be interesting to see uh, exactly what's being spent, and then set up a budget. So X amount of money for fast food, X amount of money for um, clothing per year, whatever. Yep. Set up a budget. Look at our. Um, utility costs and make see if everything's reasonable or if there are areas it's to so save. It's so easy to do. Yeah. And it really helps you attain your goals when it comes to those, um, those things that you want to accomplish that cost money. So if you want to take a vacation, if you want to buy a house, or if you want to upgrade your home, if you want to renovate your home. I think the biggest one <clears throat> is um, eating out and coffee. I remember back going back to the auto industry again. Almost every day, people were going out for lunch. I was one of them. And a lot, but a lot of these people were maybe I don't know how much were they making fifteen bucks an hour. Like, so oh, you're talking about like part time staff and yeah. stuff like that. <clears throat> so they they work and well, even than, even the ones making forty fifty grand a year. Right. If you have a household income of a hundred hundred and twenty thousand dollars, which is the average in in Milton, uh, after House, mortgage, yeah, you know your utilities, cars, yeah, two cars. What do you think? Insurance, if gas. You, if you're making fifteen bucks an hour, let's just because that's pretty well, common. That's minimum wage now. It's not. It's a little bit higher, but it's it's very common, especially you know based on people we've been talking with recently. Um, let's say you're making fifteen bucks an hour. You go out for lunch. You spend fifteen dollars on lunch easily. That's about an hour and a half of time you've had to work after taxes. Yeah. Pay for that. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yep. It's ridiculous. So pack a lunch. I think a lot of people make a coffee, you know, uh, they, they say, ah, you know, it's just five bucks or it's just 15 bucks or I got to have my Starbucks or whatever. 
But I think you'll be surprised if you're tracking it and you've got those goals and the budgets and, you, and, and you've got that in visual in front of you. As an example, when I smoked, which I haven't touched a cigarette now in a long, 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 long time. But in the car business, a lot of people smoked. We, yeah. we smoked. How much was a pack of cigarettes? 10 bucks? 10 bucks. Yeah. Oh, it's just a pack of cigarettes, right? You go through two, maybe three a week. Oh, I didn't, but maybe you did. But the average person that Aver- smokes. People do one a day. Oh, yeah. Some, some are more. Over the course of the year, over the course of five years, 10 years, my God, that adds up. Yeah. You know, um, and then the coffees. The coffees are the killer. Those, those morning stops. Oh, I got to have my Tim's and my bagel. Yeah. Yeah. How much is your Tim's and your bagel? Every day you get in the car, you get your Tim's and your bagel. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Or your coffee and your bagel at Tim's. Even just if five you, bucks. Even if you just do coffee, think of it as the a coffee is what a buck twenty, buck fifty. You can make it at home for twenty cents. Yeah, I get it. I understand. You know, my spouse is one of those people. Oh, uh, it's not the same. I get the. It's not the same speech, right? Oh, Starbucks. The Starbucks beans that we buy and brew on our expensive Eura coffee maker that grinds it fresh and does, it's not the same it's that's a it's all a placebo effect though. of course if you if you go if you make a coffee at home i'm gonna you know go out do that she doesn't bring, listen to the podcast anymore bring it so home in a starbucks cup. i'm literally gonna brew a coffee at yeah. home and then no or take it with me to yeah. starbucks even make like a fancy latte or something and she'd be like oh my oh my god how did you get a pumpkin spice latte in January? <laughs> <laughs> it's a special they're having. Yeah. Um, well, Starbucks, you get a latte because you know a lot of people get the fancier drinks, right? Yeah. Like Jen and her caramel macchiato. Forget the right? price. How much is a caramel yeah, how, macchiato? This is like a thousand thousand calories. Oh yeah, they're the ridiculous. Sugar like, that? Price aside, if your New Year's resolution was oh, to lose goodness. weight. Might maybe cut out the Starbucks and and the yeah. five pounds of sugar you're consuming. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but how much is it? How much is a caramel macchiato? Five dollars for a drink. Okay, so how many how many times in a month will you get a Starbucks? No, no, you you how, you are Gavin buying buying Starbucks once or twice. Let's say okay. I think, well, I think what, she's being conservative. I, I think that's being very conservative because yeah. I think I've ran into them there probably five times, yeah, uh, in the same in the same <laughs> month uh, during client meetings. Anyways, um, well, let's just say it's twice a month. Ten bucks times two, two people. Right, twenty bucks a month. Twenty bucks a month. Yeah. All right. Um, now, where else can you do that? You know, are you are you stopping at you know, Taco Bell and getting a couple of tacos every month. Are you? I know lots of people that do it. Yeah, sure. And if that's what you want to do, fine. But don't do it and complain about money. That's what I mean. That's fine. If you want to spend your money on that, do it. It's not fine. Fuck it. It's not fine. No, it is. Everyone's different. You can't ra- you can't razz on somebody if that's what they want to do and that's how they want to spend their money. And they're not complaining about having a lack of money or not complaining about having a lack of savings. If that's how they want to live, that's fine. But if you're complaining, then we're talking to you. But do people that 
complain about the things you're telling them don't complain about, do they even know they're complaining? Well, you're getting all psychological on me. Well, no, but this is reality. This is where we live. People will say, oh, the house is, I can't, I hate my house and I want to upgrade my house, but I can't because I can't afford it. Same schmuck is there at Starbucks buying 20 Starbucks a month. Right. So, well, yeah. Okay. So that's complaining. I right. agree. But they don't recognize but the, it, the root cause. Right. So you're complaining. Yeah. But not recognizing why you're complaining. Well, right. well, that's somebody who's complaining. I agree. So that person, you should sit them down and say, well, you're spending, you know, $100,000 worth of a mortgage on these three things every month that you shouldn't be. And that's how you're going to get the house you want. Cut back your cable, revise your cell phone plan, cut out the coffee. There's your upgraded house. Something simple like that. It's not even upgraded house. Some people have a home and they want to get an investment property so they can build equity. Right. So they can have wealth and retire comfortably. You know, when we retire, I, well, I, I will never actually stop working, but when we get to the legal age of retirement here in the province of Ontario. I don't know what that is anymore. I think it's up from 65, 67, I think. Yeah. 67. So at the age of 67, what's the government going to give us to live on? Nothing. Nothing. We don't have pensions or any kind of plan because we're self-employed. So uh, you have to build equity and save money and, and do those things. And the wealth is gained in property and right. owning real estate and holding on to it. Yeah. You can earn more income by doing things on the side. You can cut back your expenses and then use all of that to, to a greater good to benefit your life or your children's lives in the future. So my goal for 2020 is educating people on this. And now anytime I'm meeting with a client, I haven't even actually talked to you guys and trained the staff on this yet, but I'm going to get passionate about it because I've been doing this exercise with a lot of my clients. No longer am I just sitting down and talking about their needs and wants of a home. I'm actually diving into their financials. I know it's kind of crazy. And why would somebody open up and start talking to me about how much money they're spending? Well, no, if they're, if they're telling you that these are the things they would like, but it's a stretch for them or it's not, it's not attainable, then why not? Well, why is it not attainable? Why do you think you can't afford it? Well, let's look at, you know. Yeah, where is your money going? Right. Can we better direct it? Right. Because I believe we're advisors in that capacity. Yes. And we need to advise on what's a, a resolution to solving their long-term success and their long-term goals. Right. So I'll go back. Do you have any New Year's resolutions, Adrian? Yes, I just said them. One is to get back into a uh, healthy lifestyle, which is food and exercise. Um, the other is to actually budget, sit down, look at my expenses, come up with a budget for 2020. That's it? That's it. Okay. Yeah. Kept it simple this year. Yeah. Um, well, and uh, like maybe go on a vacation. Yes. You've been talking about that for a while. Yeah. I'll add that. One, one real vacation for sure. So have that in your budget. Yes. Well, I don't need to because I have $8,000 worth of travel points saved up on my credit card. That means you're spending a shit ton of money, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's, that's. A See, you think you're frugal, but you that's, actually spend more money than you That than has you been accumulating 
uh, for seven years. Yeah. And, and that was when we were using our personal cards for business expenses. So added up faster. Our business uh, credit cards have uh, racked up uh, a lot of points. I wonder if there's a free trip in there for us at some point. Well, it's just money. So it's a dollar's value. Oh, is that, is that how it works? Mm-hmm. So uh, in today's training session, so for those of you that don't know, I'm, I do run uh, regular and consistent training sessions here with uh, the rest of the realtors on the team. And today... Uh, the topic is starting 2020 off uh, quickly. And I kind of got them prepped with that in December. We did all of our goal and targets and, and just discussions around goals and planning. Uh, we did that in early December. Yeah. Um, but, and then we gave, we gave everybody basically the holiday season, we'll call it, from more or less the 21st of December till today. Today's the first day everybody's back in the office. So that's a nice two-week stretch where we work a little bit, but kind of take it easy. But this Family time of time, the year, drinks and it's important food to and all have that. that meeting because this time of the year, people are dragging their feet. Well, that's it. That's it. We got to start off. You got to start off the new year with, you know, just running full steam ahead. Right. Uh, a lot of salespeople in general uh, in any uh, industry, when you get back to work after the holiday break, it's hard to get started up again, right? Especially if you've been eating and drinking a lot, you're a little sluggish, you haven't been exercising maybe as much as you should have, you know, you didn't move around, you're watching too many movies, eating too many potato chips, yeah. you know, those kind of things. So today that's what we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about knowing the market, how important it is at the beginning of the year for a realtor to know what's happening in the market, what is still on the market, what carried from 2019 into 2020, what's selling, when's it selling, how quickly is it selling, but also any new listings that come up, I'm going to make everybody go out and see them. Yeah. So we know, oh, this is what that looked like. This is how it smelled. This is how it felt when we were inside. And this is what it sold for. And we track it. Well, another big thing we do this time of year, which I'll be sending out a client list to each of our team members, it's that time of year again. Market evaluations? Market evaluation time. Yeah. So you and I have a few hundred homes to evaluate and send off to our clients. That takes a lot of time. Yeah. It's a really good exercise, though. Really good. Because it helps you throughout the entire year. Oh, it does. Because you've got your your finger on the pulse. You know exactly what's happening. You can, you know, look at a lot of homes and say, well, I know this is worth that much because I valued a similar one. So for those that don't know, all of our clients get a yearly value on their home. So... Um, the realtor that worked with them closest uh, will actually sit down at the end of the year and beginning of the new year and do a full analysis on their property um, and actually mail you out the current value of your property. And it's not a sales pitch or anything. It's our way of doing kind of like what a financial institution would do with your savings account or your RSP or your mutual funds, whatever. Um, so you know what value is in your largest investment. Yeah. And um, it's a great way for us to um, get ourselves involved with the market on a whole other level. And like you mentioned, uh, you know, if we have a client that has a Madame Emery model and we've done, I don't know how many clients we have with that model, but probably 
half dozen at least. Yeah. Uh, so you do six evaluations on the same house. Um, if somebody with that model calls us and you know exactly the range it's going to fall and, into and you're, but you're educated on it. Right. Right. And then for our clients, you know, somebody might be thinking of downsizing, upgrading, selling, moving, whatever. Um, so they're, you know, more, uh, intimate to the market as well without having to call us. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm going to talk about eliminating distractions because, it's very easy when you're self-employed to, I call it the squirrel effect, right? You get the random phone call or the random email or the random DM that just sets you off and, you know, throws you for a loop or whatever. 20 minutes later, you've spent all that time on something that you weren't planning. Yeah. So we're going to talk about scheduling your calendar and sticking to that on a daily basis and to include things like client meetings, um, income producing activities and itemizing them in the calendar and sticking to it. And then maybe you have a half an hour of that squirrel effect in between to return phone calls, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, having a good workspace that you feel comfortable in. So here I've told everybody that I don't want stuff left on their desks, but everybody has a home office. And I was working on that myself um, over the Christmas break. Um, having a nice home office where you feel good to be in. That's something I usually do every year. Yeah. Uh, this time of year is I clean up my home office. You do a purge and yeah. just make it nice. Yeah. Um, I got a, a great book that I want to read um, as a gift. And um, I decided I'm going to set up a little sitting area in my home office so I can do that. Um, anyway, just having a nice workspace. Uh, being prepared and organized, so not having to scramble. You know, the scramble effect is is hard on a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, so for a realtor, if we get a call and somebody wants to list their home, you got the paperwork ready to go. You've got all of the things that you need, your catalogs, your brochures, your all of your tools are in the car. Um, if you're running an open house, everything's ready to go. Uh, those kind of things. Um, we're going to talk about getting more appointments and getting out face-to-face, -face, doing some more networking, things like that. And um, and then I want everybody to kind of focus on being an educator. Um, so I've talked to um, most of our staff about ramping up our social media, especially their own individual ones. Yeah. And But being an educator, being an educator on real estate, but also things that they like, like when we do our podcast, we're educating people on some things. We, we ramble and we talk and, and this and that, but you're trying to educate. And so I want them to be educators uh, too. So it's a big agenda. You should record the meeting. I was thinking about That's it. It's a good idea. Anyway. New Year's resolutions, KT 100. You didn't ask me what challenge. Um, you, you were going on forever. I forgot. What are yours? I don't have any. Thanks for listening. Episode 60. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe. Really, you know how many people are telling me now they've subscribed to the podcast and we're giving them a good chuckle or we're giving them good insights or good information. Um, so if you've got any ideas you want us to talk about comment. anything else, comment. Leave us a comment. Yeah. Send us a DM. We love you. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. That was cute. I think some of these cut off on you guys while you guys were in that. Oh, well, you're supposed to be on top of that. I know, but it's
distract it with something else. I and... have to pee so bad, that's why I forgot to ask Gary out. I was dying. <laughs> 